1: He e tēnei nā te reo irirangi o
0: Hi, this is comedian and depressed alcoholic James Nōkise, and you're listening to Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower, a podcast about headspace and happiness for my safe place, the shower with fried chicken. Today, I'm talking to News Hub anchor Samantha Hayes. We'll be chatting about the consistency of vegetarian chicken.
1: It's kind of a bit bouncy isn't it? It's mm. chewy, chewy. Yeah, it's
0: got a rubberiness to it. Yeah,
1: This looks like it could be waterproof.
0: Yeah, it could be waterproof. <laughs> 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 Trying to pee in Antarctica.
1: You know there's a no yellow snow policy. Again. If you're a girl you have a little device thing that kind of makes it easier oh, to like the pee standing up. she she yeah. And it's amazing how often I've talked about this. Because everyone wants to know. And how she likes to party. I joined a gym. Yeah, I do, I do the, the spin classes, which oh, right. are kind of like clubbing for middle-aged people. <laughs> you should try it. You want to come uh, with me? Yeah, I'll come. I will come. I'll come. Because <laughs> the music is amazing.
0: Some of this will get a bit real. The language, the subjects. So make sure you're in a safe space with your comfort food. And join us eating fried chicken in the shower. Let's have some of oh, the fried have
1: chicken. Some? So we're having, um, you've been so nice to me today, vegetarian fried chicken. Excellent. Um, have you tried this stuff before? No, no, God no. no. <laughs> I wish we hadn't have told you and we, I could have seen if you... Oh, if I could tell. ...close to actual chicken or not. I'm going to give this a go. And Are it, you going to do it? Yeah, i no, no. no. going to just... All right. See what it's like. Oh, that's good. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that's actually quite
1: good. Are you lying?
0: No. <laughs> no.
1: It's a bit, it's kind of a bit bouncy, isn't it? It's mm. chewy, chewy. Yeah,
0: it's got a rubberiness to it. Yeah. Do you, so do, would you do a eating uh, vegetarian fried chicken in the shower kind of thing? Because this is the kind of stuff I would eat in the shower. People seem to be obsessed with what kind of chicken I'm eating in the shower. <laughs> and I keep trying to explain, like, the, the a KFC breast is too cumbersome.
1: This, is, this looks like it could be waterproof. Yeah, it could be waterproof.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we found it.
1: Oh God, this my perfect ideal. chicken was
0: a vegetarian. <laughs> How long have you been a vegetarian?
1: So I haven't. Um, it's about twenty-four years. Right. Yeah, I haven't eaten um, any meat since I was maybe about ten or eleven, so oh, that's kid. Yeah. Excellent.
0: And, and yeah. do you remember it?
1: Yeah, I so I grew up in South Otago, and my auntie and uncle had a farm, and I used to. I was just really lucky because my auntie had a riding school as part of the farm, and you know I'd, I'd go up there, uh, ride horses with all the kids that came and stayed. And I just remember um, out being out riding one day, and I guess now looking back, I'd I'd probably call that an epiphany, you know? Yeah. I was riding up the top of the farm, and from this um, beautiful kind of ridge line up the top where you can look right over the farm, so mm-hmm. I could see the sheep and the little lambies, and I could see yeah. the cows and everything, and and it was just so beautiful, and I just remember looking, looking out and thinking, I get how this all works. You know, the lambs go away, and mm-hmm. then people, they get killed, and then people eat them, and... Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, I don't want to. I don't want to be a part of that. I mean, everyone else can. Mm-hmm. I actually clearly remember that thought. Everyone else can keep doing it. Mm-hmm. In fact, they need to. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this beautiful farm. Mm. But me personally, I don't want to have to eat meat anymore.
0: Were your parents like? into it or were they because like, you're no, 10,
1: ten? No. yeah they tried to are they, are they like yeah, oh, every, this is the rebellion everybody yeah, know everybody it. tried to to stop me from being are a, vegetarian
0: are you Lisa I think Simpson. I might have been
1: the only vegetarian in the village
0: are you, a, are you Lisa Simpson <laughs> at the barbecue I
1: think, I think I was yeah what did um, Homer say you don't make friends with salad <laughs> you don't make friends with did you salad ever try,
0: did you ever try and stop them I make them, a, or were you, a really good salad just you make it. Yeah, I, yeah well, okay, maybe that's a, what
1: I can do after Dancing with the Stars make like a cookbook Sam Salads what Boom you I
0: like it Sam Salads
1: well, They're not hi, that good Hi
0: Radio <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand It's me again um, I'd like to pitch a podcast For uh, 2019 uh, Called Sam Salads Where uh, TV3 uh, news anchor Samantha Hayes Or Sam Hayes If she likes me know teaches ridiculous comedian James Nikise How to make salads How to make salads are uh, you big I, on salads? No but I'm big on uh, RNZ giving me funding for right. food Right I can relate to this Because here's the thing mm. I'm allergic to pork.
1: Actually, allergic.
0: Actually, allergic. It's mm. um, it's hormonal, so it kicked in at uh, puberty, mm. and so I grew up eating it all, uh, like ham, bacon, and and all that. And then suddenly, they thought I had glandular fever because I kept passing out and falling asleep. Turned oh wow! Allergic to like now in the Samoan culture where I come from, that is uh, that, that that's quite a holy food. You mm. have to, that's a um, mm. if you get married, they they cook a pig and honor. And P- pork's a big part. So that was my dad going, I, I think he's trying to rebel. I don't know what this is. But so I do relate to you because every now right. and then I have to like remind. But it's not, I, I'm not uh, in a position where I don't mind eating it. So occasionally out of politeness, I, I eat it.
1: And then pass out.
0: Well, then I look at my um, thing or I fake taking a phone call and go, oh, I have a gig. I didn't expect. Uh, I need to just, and I, cause I don't want to embarrass my family. By passing out in front of them from their Why food. I do.
1: You just say I can't eat pork.
0: I do, I'm getting better at it <laughs> now. I'm, you know, a grown, married you man know, in my thirties. Sometimes but. you have
1: to be vulnerable. You just have to say this is this is a thing for me, and I mm. and and hope that people will. Respond in a loving way. If
0: you've got uh, part of my metaphor, the balls to come out to your farmer family in South <laughs>
1: at ten at
0: ten <laughs> in Otago mm. uh, in the nineties, saying, "Hey, I'm going to be vegetarian." Does does you know? Is there when you say water off a duck's back? Does that come from you know being able to pull a move like that? I think
1: um, I'm just really stubborn <laughs> and. I guess for me as a kid, I just couldn't see another way. I just couldn't eat an animal because no. I loved animals so much and I just couldn't do it. So I dug my toes in and I called my parents bluff. Um, yeah, and they eventually, they were, they, were, they, were, they were supportive of it eventually, but initially I guess they, there were lots of people trying to convince me otherwise. Um, uh, yeah, I guess you do have to kind of to a degree have blinkers on when you work in television and just stay really focused on what it is that you care about, what you're trying to do and not let, um, cause some of the, some of the, the harshest criticism, in fact, I would say the harsh, harshest criticism mm. comes from me. Yeah, right. No one can be more of a critic than I can be. And, um, so you have to kind of learn to quieten that voice as well as the ones that you might hear, um, from the wider community eating fried chicken in the shower no chickens were harmed in the creation of this episode cuz it
0: seems like you've like built up some pretty strong defense mechanisms against like critique right? like, like i mean that in a, in a complimentary way like you know what i'm hearing is yeah a lot of people come in and go you should do this you are like no no and you like you're quite strong in yourself is that well, something you've built? Or?
1: Potentially, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I, obviously, that's how you see it from your perspective, and I, mm. I don't never really see myself like that. But um, I think that you do have to know who you are and what you care about and what you believe in, and mm. then stick to that, because mm. otherwise, you would be changing direction every five minutes, and nobody could possibly keep up with that. So I know that I care about the environment, mm-hmm. I know that um, I, I, I really care about climate change. I know that um, one of the really good things I can do for for both of those causes is is not eat meat. And (laughs) I also really just still to this day love animals, you know. And I just, um, I don't ever see a day where I'll I'll change that that stance.
0: But also, I mean, like you're a mountain climber.
1: Well, I'm a trainee mountain climber.
0: What does that mean? I've only
1: done one. (laughs) I've only done one mountain, uh, Mount Taranaki.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Which... Oh, off the top of my head, is 2,518 metres. <laughs>
0: <Did laughs> this you... is the
1: first thing you need to learn, James, is that people that like to climb mountains, they know how high they are.
0: Do you, did you cl- like tick it off as you climb?
1: No. Sometimes you do think how much 200. further. Well, my um, mountain instructor, mm. buddy that, that I'm learning all these skills from, he has a watch that tells him. And actually partway up, he said, oh, I needed to recalibrate, and actually we're only this high we'd lost a couple of hundred meters. Do you lose faith in your mountain climber when they,
0: <laughs> when they lose not, how high you are?
1: Not this one, not this one, no.
0: Do you find it clears your mental health?
1: Oh, it has been so brilliant. So earlier this year, you know, winning Dancing with the Stars, which was, um, I think at the time, I called it a beautiful surprise, and it was. It was, mm-hmm. it was just something I did not think was ever possible. So mm-hmm. that was like hitting this absolute high right mm. what did you call it the post-show blues or yeah the, yeah, yeah blues. that kicked in and um i think because i was just totally i was physically and emotionally exhausted mm. i felt really flat mm. dangerously low And based on how i normally am i'd never really felt like that before and i was aware of what was going on i knew that it was because of the um because of the, the extremely busy time that i'd had with with dancing i did Aaron and I, my dance partner, we did 104 days in a row. Of dancing? Of of dancing and live shows. Live shows six days a week. The seventh day was a rehearsal day. So 104 days in a row, plus the news in there as well. My normal full-time job. Yeah,
0: that's not intense.
1: And, you know, towards the end of it, we started training four hours a day with my normal job. Mm. And we ramped it up so it was six and then it was eight. And then towards the end, we were doing 12 to 14-hour days. Because we had to, because we had to learn two dances. Um, but anyway, came out the back of that and I just, I felt, yeah, it was, it was definitely like the, the best thing that happened in the year. It was incredible. But then sort of strangely, it led to like the worst part of my year, which was immediately afterwards when I just felt really, really down. And then I started speaking to a friend who suggested that I look at climbing a mountain. And again, I thought, that's ridiculous. I don't know anything about mountains. Is that a friend? If you <laughs> unload your problem?
0: I'm feeling really down. You should go, get up get that mountain. Get up that mountain. We'll talk when Let's you get back. let climb a
1: mountain. And my response was, "That's ridiculous. No way. I can't do that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to do that. Uh, mountains are really scary and, and difficult places. People um, get injured or don't come back from from doing those kind of things. But I kind of kept talking about it, and the more that I talked about it, I realized that I was coming out of that funk. And I was feeling really excited. And yeah, right. there were all these reasons why I couldn't do it. But there were all the, the, dancing was exactly the same. There were so many reasons why I'd never danced before. I had no idea what I was doing. It was terrifying doing that live on TV. Um, and yeah, but but with the mountain, it was the same. And so when we first did Mount Taranaki, it was possibly one... Well, I, I mean, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. It was terrifying. Someone said to me the day before, one... Sort of someone that's done the mountain a few mm. times said in passing, you know, one um, false step and it can be fatal. That's not a friend. You <laughs> don't say that to someone who's climbing a mountain. And I think the, the, the real lesson from it for me was don't get overwhelmed by the bigger picture because if you look up at the mountain and realise what's going on, that is insurmountable you can't you can't climb that mountain but if you just keep your head down and look and think about the next few steps or even just the next step you can do that step you can do the next one you can do the one after it and you can get there you do get there but if you kind of yeah if you if you get overwhelmed by the bigger picture it just it seems too hard and you want to turn around and go back
0: honestly i can tell you but I, I thought the vegan chicken would be the point of difference in this episode right but you have the stranger safe place yeah <laughs> And I think that's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't. I'm not good sitting at home without something to do.
0: How are you with death?
1: Yeah. I don't think about. I just try not to think about it, which is healthy. No, I don't know. Is yeah. It? I'm it. not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I think
0: it's healthy when you're up the mountain. What about when dancing, and they lift you up, <laughs> and you're just suspended there. <laughs> are you thinking about death are you thinking about the ridiculousness of the patriarchy are you thinking about I was hoodie?
1: thinking about um, yeah whether or not my outfit has flicked up and everyone can see my bum oh right that was happening with one outfit it had this beautiful lace on it but every time I did this particular move it would stick to itself
0: has your bum been on television
1: before? it's now <laughs> is
0: it now the debut?
1: <laughs> I'm hoping nobody noticed but um, yeah I think there were, there were flashes of it so that's happened Wow, 2018. Have you have
0: you been that vulnerable in that performance before?
1: Oh my god, absolutely not. No. And so before I agreed to do Dancing with the Stars, you know, I one of the reasons why I really didn't want to do it is because I was going to have to be vulnerable. Mm. I was going to have to show people a lot more of who I actually am, which I'm i cool with. I I'm happy. But um, as a newsreader, people don't necessarily see a lot of actually who you are. Mm. Um, so in a way, it was it was going to be. I guess if you're writing a pros and cons list, people getting to know me would be a pro, right? Mm-hmm. Be on the, on the good column. But also, what if they didn't like me? Yeah. And so that was that was a fear that I had going into it. I was, I was pretty scared about. Yeah, I did feel incredibly vulnerable on that show. Yeah, right.
0: What do, you, what do you do on a day-to-day?
1: Well, I think one of the most important things for me, and particularly coming out of doing that much exercise... Was getting back into going to the gym, so I started going to all those crazy classes that people go to. That I thought I would, oh, yeah, I thought yeah. I would hate it, but in fact, I loved it. And um, are, you, are you
0: really good at it now? Because you've got this core. Cool, no, like, well, dancing. I just I mainly
1: do cycling. Um, yeah, I do. I do the the spin classes, which oh, right. are kind of like clubbing for <laughs> middle aged people. <laughs> You should try it. Okay. You want to come I'll, with me? Yeah,
0: I'll come. I'll come. I'll come in a, a
1: second. the music is amazing. And you'll <laughs> I never thought I would be one of those people, but I love it. I love it so much. Eating fried chicken in the shower. Harder to do outdoors, but worth the wait. Do you
0: get anxiety? Do you get anxious? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I went through a period last year of actually having proper severe anxiety. Right. And it was such a well, I say a revelation. It was it was it was awful. But I suddenly realized this is what people talk about when when mm. they talk about anxiety. I always sort of thought anxiety was feeling like scared or stressed out about something but you can manage it, right? But I realized actually sometimes you can't. It becomes bigger than you are. Mm. And you need help with that. So, um yeah, it's it is pretty scary especially for someone like me that works in in live television and I kept thinking Mm. what if this happened live on air mental health is um, it's something we're starting to talk about more but I think yeah the conversation just needs to be needs to be moved on as as much as possible and I hope that if people I don't know if they hear about um, you know me going to see a psychologist on a sort of semi-regular basis sometimes I kind of don't go for a, you know a month or so, and then I might pop back in, and, and you think, what am I even going to talk about? But something always comes up, <laughs> you know. Or um, but I think if people can hear about that and think, okay, that's um, help them, maybe they might do it, and it might it might help them as well. I'm yeah, I'm a crier, so oh, I yeah. I'm not going to cry today. I'm sorry. Fingers crossed. No, but I do. I cry at the drop yeah. of a hat, and um, I always have done. It was I was a good, and. Yeah, so I knew that going to see somebody to talk mm-hmm. about my feelings that I would probably spend an hour crying. Yeah, <laughs> so... that's quite. I find that quite cathartic. Oh yeah, but are you a crier? Do I'm... you cry when you don't want to cry? I mean, I, guess I, I can.
0: Yeah, do. I can. I do, but I also because I'm a Kiwi male and okay. I've grown up and um, I my trick is I'll find a sad movie or a movie which I know hits me emotionally. Uh-huh. I may have seen it ages. But I'll, I'll get some, you know, some fried chicken or something. but this And and I'll I'll watch oh, the film. i you want to
1: have a, you do it. Because I know I need system. to get
0: out. I, I did it actually uh, a couple a of weeks idea. ago with Coco, the Pixar film.
1: I haven't seen it. So,
0: well, if you, keep okay. that one in the back All pocket right, for when you need a good cry.
1: Filing that. Okay, that's good. Yeah.
0: Difficult question now. Um, bath or shower?
1: I love a good bath. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love a good bath. But, I mean, it's an event, isn't it? It has it's to not be. it's not a daily. No <laughs> it can't be a daily kind of um,
0: It'd be great if it could. It, be. it
1: could yeah it would be great. You in and out of the shower, yeah. I mean take the coffee in if you need to.
0: Ideal bath? Ideal bath scenario?
1: Ideal bath scenario. Probably some bath salts mm-hmm. sprinkled in there.
0: Good good for the cycling legs.
1: Yeah, Epsom salts. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah. yeah. And a book. Yeah, yeah. that's if I'm having a bath that's to unwind and so I have my book there phone's turned off um physical book or like do you, do the, do, no, you do the pad no I'm a, I'm a proper book yeah there. how come well I um have a a, a buddy um well, I only know him from the bookstore. Uh, Andrew, my friend, has a bookstore up on Gervois Road. And of
0: course, of course so your friend has a bookstore book see... because it's New Zealand. Of hey, course he's book... also
1: a mountaineer.
0: Is he a mountaineer? Yes, so we talk Did about Did you meet mountain... him through the mountaineer?
1: No, I just met him by buying a book one day. And so I go in there and I say, I need another book. And Andrew is like, what about these? And he recommends them to me. And if we were talking about Antarctica. Oh, Have right. I told you I've been there three times?
0: Uh, yes, yeah, well, <laughs> right, see, see, but you've done it very humbly and not overstating how far you've gone.
1: I was saying to my producer the other day, because we're going like, camping on here, um, and I said, you know, the last time I went camping was in Antarctica. <laughs> and he said, can't you just be normal and go to the Coromandel? Oh,
0: come on, man. McRoberts is like in war exactly, on like, exactly. like, you can't go
1: to Antarctica. I can go, yeah, exactly.
0: He hasn't even done dancing yet.
1: Well, he's going to be good. Yeah? He's going to be very have good.
0: You yeah. seen, have you seen him dance?
1: Uh, I don't think I have, but you can just... You can tell.
0: Does he have to wear the little togs with the sequins too? Yeah,
1: the guy's shirt wear the togs in the oh bottom. My, really? And then the pants go over the top.
0: I reckon I reckon you should just bring one of the outfits that you wore in and just leave it on his chair before the six o'clock news, each night. <laughs> just to say it's it's coming for you, Mike.
1: It's he's he's excited. It's gonna be good. It's a it's a roller coaster. It's incredibly fun.
0: Is that, have you done war Zones? Mm mm. Mm mm. Speak to you in any way?
1: Mm, I think I've got no.
0: It's fine. This is not the optimal chicken eating Mm. question.
1: I um, I haven't been to war zones, no. Um, but it is incredibly important to have journalists in war zones. Mm. Um, as close to what's going on as possible, um, so that people can know what's happening, and, and um. Yeah, the people that are involved can be can be held to account.
0: Because they need people who are good at climbing mountains. <laughs> Do they? A lot of those war zones have mountains <laughs> like them.
1: Do they? Mm.
0: It seems like this, this is the next chapter. <laughs> they also need people who can survive on eating anything that's there. So if you can cook a salad and climb a mountain, you're halfway to being Probably a war Probably
1: more just a muesli bar and some nuts if you're lucky. That's like a Milo. Love a good Milo. Love a good Milo. Love a good Milo, yeah.
0: Have you, have you had to use the bathroom on the mountain while you're climbing up?
1: Look... Why does everyone ask that question? Oh,
0: generally because that to me is the most terrifying part of climbing the mountain. Really? I'll go up, I'll fall off, but don't ask me to, you know, drop trowel.
1: <laughs> well, because mountains are a beautiful pristine environment, you've got to take everything off the mountain with you.
0: So, paper bag? Oh,
1: probably go bag.
0: Plastic. <laughs> plastic. Plastic or plastic, yeah. <laughs> Poop scooping yourself on the mountain.
1: Mm, I haven't had to do that yet, but in Antarctica. You know, there's a no yellow snow policy, so I didn't know that. Yeah, well, any waste that is any any pro- anything that's taken into Antarctica is, is brought back again. And so, when you're camping, I've been lucky enough to camp up in the the Freeze Hills and the Dry Valleys for mm. um, almost a week up there, and then out on the uh, the sea ice over the Ross Sea uh, last time I was there about a year ago. And so you pee in a bottle, <laughs> and then you it goes into a bigger container combine your pee with everyone else's pee and then that gets helicoptered okay. back to base
0: they helicopter you don't have to drag it along with you
1: no you don't but you do throughout the day you've got your own you've got your drink bottle and mm-hmm. then your pee bottle and um if you're a girl you have a little device thing that kind of makes it easier oh, to like the pee standing out she yeah Shii-win, yeah yeah oh there you go and it's amazing how often i've talked about this oh, <laughs> because yeah. everyone wants to oh, know so i'm sorry,
0: I'm sorry to about bring back, those yeah.
1: details but um yeah it's just it's Part of it.
0: This is the price of celebrity. You You, get used, People you want just to...
1: get used to it, and it's not. I mean, because I'm, yeah, I'm kind of a little bit sensitive about that kind of stuff. But you know, like it's a little bit embarrassing. But let's well, like, get on with it. Be vulnerable. Be, be, vulnerable, you know, be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Embrace you know, vulnerability.
0: You'll be advertising a shiwi next year. That's you know, oh my When I was in Antarctica. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else you'd like to share in the shower?
1: Um. Well, wow, thanks for having me. I'd not like no. to say thanks for having me with um, with the chicken nuggets. And yeah, I guess, you know, if, if, if we've been talking about mental health today, I think it's just really important to say that, um, you know, it's okay to talk to people and to say that you're not having the best time. I mean, I did not realize that one of the lowest points... Um, for me, was going to come after one of the highest points for me, um, but it did, and I was really lucky to have people around me that I could talk to about it, and I went and saw a, a professional, a psychologist, and um, yeah, through my own kind of, some may say crazy <laughs> self, came up with a solution, which was to, was to put another big challenge in front of me, and work towards that, but yeah. Um, yeah, we've got to have these conversations, so good on you for, for starting them. Oh, no, thanks for coming out. How do, how With do chicken. You,
0: how do you see yourself out of curiosity?
1: Oh, that's a tough question. Is that a tough one? That's a tough one. I don't know. Um,
0: I feel like you've got a strong sense of yourself. That's the only reason I ask. What,
1: oh, gosh, I don't know. I just...
0: I'm not asking you to brag. <laughs> I'm not asking you to brag. You don't have to humble it. I'm just, I'm just curious how you, how, how you view...
1: How do I view myself? I am just someone who tells some other people about some stuff that's happened oh that's gangster that's my job that's, that's what very i do gangster and i remind myself every day that the stuff that i'm telling them about is important and they need to know about it um yeah but that's all it is really that's all it boils down to and then yeah and then me on the side of that i guess
0: I A dancer, not climb mountains vegetarian a vegetarian
1: vegetarian <laughs> <laughs> vegetarian yeah
0: Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower was produced by Charlie Bleakley and presented by me, James Nokise. The engineer is Blair Stagpool. The executive producers are Justin Gregory and Tim Watkin. Subscribe to every episode of this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, or at radioNZ.co.nz slash series. And while you're on Apple, please rate us by clicking on Ratings and Review, then the stars, but only give us five. It's really simple and means way more to us than it does to you. It's a great way to spread the word and get me more free-fried chicken. If you want to share your safe space or comfort food, tweet me at James Nokise. Or complaints can be tweeted to RNZ. Faftailava Matewa. This podcast is made possible by the RNZ New Zealand on Air Innovation Fund.